0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: Welcome to Living Free Show on 3CR on community radio. Uh, thanks to the Ruminations crew for another great show highlighting issues around homelessness and rooming houses. Hi, I'm Bill, and my guest this week will be sharing his journey of recovery from compulsive gambling. I'd like to welcome Graham to the 3CR studio this afternoon. Hi. G'day, uh, Bill. Thanks for welcoming me. That's okay. Um, So, Graham's a member of Gamblers Anonymous, and he's going to share his experience of his compulsive gambling and how Gamblers Anonymous has helped him to stop. Um, We usually to start early in life to talk about you know growing up and how how life was for you in the early years um so what what was it like in your family when you were growing up
0: um there was nothing out of the ordinary but um being the youngest of uh three uh three sons i was overprotected, and i whether that did any damage i don't know uh
1: you know at, uh yeah, it uh, it sort of d- depends I guess if um uh, when you sort of look back at it but I guess from my experience my my mum was I was the youngest and my mum was a bit overprotective too which meant I didn't have to do some things that other people had to do so I was I guess protected from that and I think that makes you a bit more sensitive you know somebody's protecting you know, is is saving you from doing things that you don't don't feel like doing so I think you you are a bit Posited, if you like.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think you've hit the nail on the head there.
1: Yeah. Um, so how about school? Did you fit in well at school?
0: Um, in primary, there were no problems. I, I breezed through that. Uh, secondary, um, I started all right, but year nine, I, I just went off the rails. Um, I guess it's a, it's a tricky uh, year, and um, the tr- trouble is. Um, the three most important years after that and um, I I didn't concentrate hard enough and uh, I mucked them up. So uh, it's a difficult age, year, year 9.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people find that, that um, a lot of schools are, are doing things for Year 9 students to help them get over that uh, terrible anguish at growing up and feeling different and uh, putting them together. Helps them to, um, I guess, address life's issues rather than their own personal. Realise that other people are going through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So, um, so what did you, what did you do in secondary school that caused you issues for fitting in?
0: Um, I just um, went into Michelle, I think, and I just didn't, um, didn't absorb anything. Um, I didn't. Um, mix easily uh i was shy and um and i've you know that's stayed with me since,
1: since. and uh, so were you a sporty sort of person
0: um i liked running uh, i i could have been a good runner but um i never stuck at it uh, i'm good at starting things and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um you know i I I like to run but I didn't do enough of it. So um I wasn't a team person. Uh Yeah. But um yeah. Yeah, that's
1: uh, Yeah, that's that's the way it is. It's some things you can't you can't do. So what did you go on to do when you left school?
0: Well, I I went to teachers college actually and um I was okay with the written work and everything, but I, I couldn't control the kids. So they they just uh, sensed um you know, some sort of weakness and, um, they, they, uh, ran riot, you know, so it wasn't for me. Then I joined the public service, um, and it was a, a secure job in those days and I, I, I just stayed there and, uh, I didn't enjoy the work, but it was a job.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, did you have any drinking or drug problems in your youth? Uh,
0: yes, yes. Um, yeah, I was drinking at the time I went to teachers' college, actually, and, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was stealing my father's uh, grog, actually. He had bottles of vermouth, and I was getting into that and uh, getting out of control, and uh, for many years I, I drank.
1: Yeah. So were your peers drinking too? It was fairly normal in those days. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, a lot of mates drank with me, and... Uh, Uh, although I must admit most of the drinking I did was, uh, by myself. Uh,
1: Yeah. Well, I think if, if you don't feel good about yourself, drinking's a bit of a comfort on your own.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So did it help you in social situations?
0: Oh, yeah. 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 I could face people then, you know, if I had some Dutch courage, uh, I thought I could face every situation and in those days there was no drink driving, um, you know, prohibition. So uh, uh, I had one, one hand on the bottle and the other on the steering wheel and um, I drank all the time.
1: Yeah, it, um, it was pretty common back in those days to drink and drive. Um, it's, things have changed a lot. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank
0: God for the, uh, breathalyser, I say.
1: <laughs> 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 so, um, when you drank, were you a happy drunk?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, uh, I was happy and, um uh, I didn't cause any sort of violence that I re- remember. And, um, yeah, it suited me well. It, uh, whether um, I would have ended up with liver damage, I don't know. It's amazing it didn't happen.
1: So so how did you stop?
0: I went to AA meetings and uh, many meetings and um, my wife often went with me too and um, and that helped. Uh, that helped and my wife for supporting me, uh, those two things helped me get off the drink and... Uh, yeah, it was.
1: Uh so how, how long were you in AA? I can't
0: remember the uh, number of years. Uh, probably 15, 20 years, I, I think. It took a long while to um, work for me.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so did you start gambling while you were drinking?
0: Uh No. No, the the gambling came much much later. I haven't had a drink now for twenty five thirty years, and uh, gambling just started up for oh, uh, five or six years ago, I think. And uh, I just went to the pokies, and once I started, I was I was hooked. Uh, my wife went with me, and she could put twenty dollars in, and uh, and say, all right. That's gone, let's go home and i I wanted to stay and then I started sneaking there on my own um, after that, and i I couldn't stop
1: so what's it like when you can't stop and you can't admit you've got a problem?
0: It's terrifying, you know every time it, it, you're terrified you walk out and you think of into the into the car park. You're out in the fresh air and the sunlight and you think, I've done it again. And then you come there the next day and you do the same thing. It's just, it's insane. But uh, it's got such a hold on you. Uh, you know, you just can't stop. And uh, I think it's a growing problem, uh, you know, these days, gambling. It's uh Well,
1: I think it's more prevalent than it used to be as far as the availability. And I think that, that helps by having more people involved that's for sure that um socially it's 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 not seen as a as a bad thing to do a bit like smoking was it wasn't seen as a bad thing to do but now it's seen as a you know not a very good thing to do but you know i think gambling is still advertised as something pleasurable but for some people it's not very pleasurable
0: no no it's um I guess, the, the, you know, the world's full of uh, forbidden fruits and if you're uh, ad- addicted to things, um, you've got to uh, keep away from them. And, um, you know, it's, it's not for me. It, some people can go there and enjoy it and leave at the right time, but I can't. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll be like that the rest of my life, you know. it's uh, And... Uh,
1: yeah it's that's that's a reality that we all have to face that if we if there's things that we can't do we can't can't do them that's for sure um so did you did you lose any friends through your gambling um, no because um no
0: one knew I was sneaking there okay except my wife yeah. you know she she could tell i was uh, um, read the guilty look on my face when I came in the door, and uh, and all the money was gone, and the shopping wasn't completed, and the yeah. bills weren't paid, uh, all that sort of thing. And uh, no, I didn't have any friends in gambling. I never spoke to anyone. I just sat there by myself.
1: Yeah. So you're gambling on the pokies? Uh yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And I couldn't imagine life without them. Uh, you know, I just couldn't stop.
1: So did you? sort of dream of gambling? Was that something that you actively thought of? Uh,
0: Occasionally, yeah. I'll never forget one time I was swimming in the swimming pool and um, I had my eyes open and I saw a vision from a poker machine just flash before me on the bottom of the pool. And, you know, that sort of shows me that it's... uh, (laughs) Sitting in my subconscious. <laughs>
1: yeah, your thoughts all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what sort of things did your wife? How did your wife pick up that you were gambling?
0: I, uh, I'm very fortunate because she can read me like a book. and, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's uh, most, most wives can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's a a wonderful manager of money too. So, she's the perfect antidote, really, and. Uh, and uh, she would make a shopping list for me, and uh, I would sneak off and uh, go to the pokies first, and think, "Oh, I'll win enough here to do the shopping and or pay bills, and uh, and I'll have a profit when I go home." And of course, it, it didn't happen. And uh, I'd go um, home from the pokies, and with half the shopping, uh, I'd only get the items that. Uh, were the cheapest and uh, hopefully large. So when I put them out on the table, she wouldn't notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't notice that um, I hadn't done all the shopping, but she's very smart. She knew exactly what was on that list and she'd say, where's the such and such? And I'd say, Uh, oh, they didn't have that today or, you know, I'll get it tomorrow or the quality wasn't very good. I'll get that tomorrow and... All those sort of lies, you know. The the first lie was the easiest... No, sorry, the hardest to tell. And then they just rolled off the tongue. And, uh, and she knew, she knew. And uh, she uh, eventually she'd give me the exact money to pay bills and that so that uh, I didn't have uh, any other available money.
1: OK, so... Um what other sort of things did you do to try and control your your access to funds for gambling?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, it's um, funny the tricks we get up to. Well, it's not funny, but I suppose in recovery I can sort of laugh a bit, but <laughs> it's such a tragic thing, really. Um, she decided to stop giving me cash and give me a credit card. And that worked uh, well for a while, and then I, I um, went to the bank and got a cash withdrawal, and uh, I used uh, that for my gambling. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah! Um, and every time the um, statement came on the twenty fifth of each month in the mail, I'd run out and hide the get the statement and hide it from her for a few days and <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and knowing full well that eventually she's going to find out anyway i mean it's insane and um and then of course she was v- very vigilant and uh, she'd ring up the bank um that afternoon and say the statement hasn't arrived where is it and Banks would say, oh, we, we, we definitely posted it and, uh, and uh, she'd complain that it hadn't come and, you know, eventually I had to <laughs> <laughs> give it back to her. You know, people aren't blind but, I thought you know, she wouldn't notice but she knew every time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so was she instrumental in you going to Gamblers Anonymous?
0: Oh, uh, yes, yes. Um, um, but uh, it, it took a long time. She, she'd say, look, I think you need help. I think you need to go to Gamblers Anonymous because she knew that AA had, help, had helped me in the past. So uh, she knew about GA. Um, and uh, she would say, oh, I think you need to go, you know, uh, to Gamblers Anonymous. And, and I'd just get... um. Upset and say, I think you need to go to Nagas Anonymous. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, that's. Uh, but it, it took a long time to realise uh, the, the damage and that I had a problem. It, it took a long time.
1: Yeah. So during your gambling, did you ever have any big wins?
0: No. No. Uh, well, there was a win of, I think, 900, there was a win of 600. We're well, actually, not allowed to mention amounts in GA, but uh, I suppose I can mention them here. Yeah. And uh, I got a check once for $2,000 from the uh, pokies. And, uh, and I went home and I thought, how am I going to cash this? If I put it in the bank, my wife's going to see it. And uh, <laughs> so, so uh, I, I thought... I what I'll do, I'll show her the cheque and then she'll think, what a great thing that I've won that money, you know. And uh, um, so I've, eventually, I can't remember if it was the same day or the next day that I showed her the cheque and and uh, she knew I was up to mischief.
1: And, uh, so was she pleased or was she displeased that your gambling? Uh, displeased at my gambling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I didn't have a lot of big wins. Uh, I didn't play dollar machines, thank God, and uh, I didn't bet huge amounts, but still, uh, uh, whatever I took in there, I I lost, and, you know, it ended up being a hell of a lot of money. Uh, You know, you think uh, a a certain amount of money is not a lot to lose, but then you wouldn't go and buy a pair of shoes with it, or or you wouldn't go to... um, um a restaurant you know the, when I think back the number of times I could have gone to the flower drum uh, and bought a beautiful meal with that money that I lost and yeah it's it's a strange uh, distorted thinking
1: yeah it is isn't it it's it's funny how we can rationalize things away like that the things that we wouldn't normally do you know you can gamble it and lose it and you'd think that's okay but you wouldn't just give it to someone else That's right. You wouldn't give it away, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's totally distorted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, uh, we might take a break there. Uh, You're listening to Living Free Show on 3CR, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial and 3CR on digital radio. Uh, Podcasts of the Living Free Show are available on our website, which is 3cr.org.au forward slash Living Free, and also on iTunes and other podcast platforms. Um, if you want to contact us, then you can call the station on nine four one nine eight three seven seven, or send us an email at 3crlivingfree at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter if you want to find us there. This is Living Free Show. I'm talking with um, Graham, and we're talking about recovering from compulsive gambling um, with the help of Gamblers Anonymous. Um, so Graeme, uh, lots of interesting things must happen in pokey venues. So what are what, some of the funny things that have happened to you over the years?
0: Well, yeah, this is fun. well funny. Looking back, um, we were—I was at one venue, and uh, uh, this chap was very angry, and he he stormed out and he said, "I'm coming back to shoot every one of you. I I know all your faces, I I'll remember them." And the staff were were panicking like mad, and uh, but everyone on the machines, including myself just sat there and stayed in action and we couldn't care less than come and, <laughs> <laughs> and um, luckily he didn't come back in the time that I was still there but I, I'm sure I stayed about half an hour you know we, we just didn't care and that's the hold that it, it has
1: on you yeah so it's not it's not relaxation it's sort of numbness <laughs>
0: and it, yeah that's right yeah yeah it's, it's not relaxation at all uh, I'd rather have a walk in the park with the dogs than uh, sit there and waiting to get shot. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the insane part of it.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, so, going back to when you sort of started gambling, what were the things that triggered you the most? Um, I don't know because I'll never forget
0: when I started. I only put coins in, in the machines. And i never forget, I looked at this woman who would put in a $5 note and I thought, why on earth would you put a note in a machine to gamble? And, of course, I went down the same path and, you know, $50 notes went in like uh, you wouldn't believe. And it's just how your thinking can change. Uh, And you, you look back and you think, why, I, why didn't I continue thinking like that and it's just insane it's, um, it, um, I don't know what the attraction was I remember looking at machines that were uh, out of order and there was no pictures there and I thought how boring that looks And yeah. but, but I thought maybe if I come here and just close my eyes and stay in action uh, uh, I can oh. continue and it won't <laughs>
1: be a problem but <laughs> I don't
0: know I, I, we're strange creatures compulsive gamblers
1: yeah Did uh, do you sort of think your compulsive drinking and your gambling are sort of related or not are Abs- you a, a compulsive person
0: uh, yeah very yeah. compulsive and um, I'm uh, very good at well I'm not good at abstinence but I'm better at aiming for it than moderation I can't do anything in moderation um I'm addicted to chocolate too, and I'll buy a block, and uh, I might buy a second one for my wife, and I'll I'll have a couple of pieces, and then uh, and then um, in the night I'll, I'll sneak down there again into the drawer and continue. And uh, quite often I uh, take packets of, packets of chips to bed, or twisties and uh, biscuits, just to munch on through the night, and. Yeah, I'm very compulsive. Uh, very fortunate I hadn't taken up smoking because uh, I don't think I'd be able to give it up. In fact, I'd be dead by now if I was. Uh, I'd be a very, very heavy smoker. But, uh, yeah, I get addicted to uh, everything that's, uh, you know, that's wrong and. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's going around. Mind numbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my... yeah. So, why do you think you didn't smoke? What was the. Well. Is it experience? I tried it. Yeah. I tried
0: it. And I, I obviously didn't do it properly. <laughs> and thank God. Well, I think there was a guardian angel looking after me for sure. Um, I tried it and I thought, well, I can't stand the, the, the taste of this smoke in my mouth. And I didn't breathe it in, thank God. And um, very, very fortunate that I didn't uh, take it up. But, uh, you know, I, I, when I look back through life, I, I think something's looking after me, a, a higher power or something, because uh, I've hurtled towards disaster so many times and I've been saved.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I guess Well, every outcome, it's either positive or negative. So you're just erring on the positive side in real terms. You've, you've been lucky.
0: Yeah, 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 very lucky, very lucky.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess while you are drinking was probably the time when you most um, had the chance to, to do yourself harm. So what sort of things happened while you were drinking?
0: Oh, I'll never forget this. I, uh, I drank and drove at the same time in those days and um, I'll never forget I... Uh, for some strange reason, I was, this was before I was married, uh, I drove to Geelong at night time, I can't remember the reason actually, and uh, I went to sleep at the wheel and smashed my car and uh, and uh, I hitchhiked to Geelong to get a tow truck. I said to the guy uh, driving, um, oh, I've got to get a tow truck. And he said, well, you've got to sober up first and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the car was a write-off. The gears were pushed up through the floor, and the engine was bent. There was grass sticking out between the rims and the tyres. And uh, uh, if I'd gone on the other side, I would have gone straight into gum trees and been killed. So very lucky again. Uh, another time, I uh, I was uh, visiting my. Uh, life at that stage um, before we were married, and uh, I was driving home along Pasco Railroad, and uh, I, I thought, oh, I felt like asleep, so I just dozed off in the car parked on the side, and a flashlight shone through, and a policeman said, uh, "You've got to drive up on the nature strip and don't." And sleep it off and don't drive till the morning, otherwise you'll lose your licence. And I I thought, my God, he's being a bit harsh. (laughs) And, and, you know, it's, my God, the things we did in the old days and, well, these days as well too.
1: Yeah, that's right, yes. Um, So with your gambling, it must be difficult to finance it and also to arrange the financing of it. So you must spend a bit of time thinking about how you're going to get the money and what sort of things do you do to get the money, apart from just taking what your wife gives you Yeah. <laughs> for shopping.
0: Yeah, I, I'll never forget. Um, I used to get, um, I remember one prescription I, I bought, uh, I had to pay a large sum, so I got a refund from Bupa and I used to claim that money for gambling <laughs> and uh, i Go through all the cupboards and my wife's handbags, looking for change, any notes. Um, quite often, she'd have a, a five-dollar note somewhere in a purse or something. And uh, whether she was putting that as to test me in those early days, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, you're just clutching at straws to to feed the
1: addiction. It must be. It must be a full-time job. It
0: is. It, it's
1: to keep your gambling, um, secret as, but as well to finance the gambling at the same time?
0: Yeah, we, we get very clever at, um, buying the cheapest brands of things and, um, and, um, you know, finding ways of getting money and, uh, but, um, my wife, um, I've mentioned the credit card, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, uh. Yeah, I, I was fortunate because I've heard other people mention that they had about seven or eight credit cards uh, maxed out, and um, uh, you know, lucky that I've heard those stories, and uh, I know that it's it's insane just to, you know, max out any sort of card like that.
1: Well, particularly for gambling, as yeah, you haven't got anything for it. It's yeah, no, yeah,
0: no, nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah.
1: So um, what caused you to go to Gamblers Anonymous?
0: Well, uh, my wife kept saying you need help, you need to go to GA, and so I thought, yeah, finally the penny dropped and I thought, yeah, I have got a problem. And I thought, maybe I'll go to Gamblers Help. That sounds popular, but um, because that uh, deals mainly with... uh, moderation you can you know you can still gamble but only a small amount uh i couldn't do that uh, yeah. it's either all or none for me so um yeah you're a bit of a gambler <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> gambler so um i knew that ga was the only place i could turn to there was nothing else that would help me and it's it's a wonderful place the, the people are sensational they're very encouraging and um so did,
1: did you feel comfortable going to meetings
0: yes yeah the first one i, I was over the moon I, I thought this is this is the place for me and um uh, and i wanted to go back and uh i've been going ever since and uh i haven't been to any other places but uh I was really comfortable. The people were, were wonderful with their stories. They tell everyone everything about their lives, you know, prison, um, losing houses, uh, marriages, breaking up, uh, all sorts of very dramatic uh, things that uh, I knew I was heading towards that myself and you know there's a word they use uh, yet and um, you know you've you've got to keep that in mind I think yet yet. and people if they continue gambling they will head towards total destruction they'll lose everything their marriage their homes their children um, their jobs many people have sold from work and that and uh I wasn't working at the time I started but you know it's, it's total destruction
1: yeah yeah I think that that thing of hearing other people talk about losing those things and you realize you haven't lost them yet but if you keep going you will I think that's a very powerful thing isn't it to to realize that you're on the way you just you can either keep going and lose it or you can stop. There are sort of a – it's an on-off switch really.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's spot on there. That's – you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I've stopped um, – I've had one bus, but I, I, I'm still going to the GA and uh, I've still got a roof over my head um, and uh, my wife still uh, supports me. She's just – I think it's the two main things that helps me: my wife uh, and uh, GA. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could have lost everything, and I, I would have been in the gutter now or, or dead.
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it can't exist in isolation. Like alcoholism, you can't exist in isolation. It's got to be it's got to be assisted to keep going. And if people um, withdraw from you, there's not a lot you can do. No. no.
0: No, there's a term they use, uh, prison, insanity and death. And they're yeah. the three choices, uh, uh, I guess, you know, gam- gam- being a gambling addict, um, halfway to insanity anyway. And, but, um, you know, death and prison, um, you know, was lying on the, a path ahead of me. Um, I knew what was to come if I continued...
1: Yeah, it's not very pretty, is it? No,
0: no. no, But at the time, you you just can't see it. You can't see the forest for the trees. It's just insane.
1: Yeah. Awesome, we might take another break. Uh, You're listening to Living Free on 3CR on digital radio and streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. Um, I'm talking with Graham, and we're talking about recovery from compulsive gambling uh, through Gamblers Anonymous. Um, so, one of the things, Graham, that um, I understand is that in in fellowships like AA and Gamblers Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, that the members are like family. In fact, they're probably closer than family because they know all your secrets. So, what what's your take on that?
0: Absolutely, Th- they know. All the stuff I've done in life, all my vices, uh, my uh, habits and everything, and uh, they're very supportive um, and they share theirs and uh, they are closer than family. um, There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, family's family's close, but these people know you as you really are because often you don't, even though in your family, because of the nature of the disease... You don't tell people, or you've lied to people so often that (laughs) they don't trust you. You They don't fully trust you, whereas these people trust you because you're just like them.
0: That's right. Uh, That's right. And um, uh, I go to a meeting once a month with, um, you know, cash they've given me to get uh, starter kits and that for meetings. And, um, yeah, they do trust you. And uh, we... um, what's it saying they they know your warts and all and um um yeah you slowly get back trust with people and um that's a big help
1: yeah it, it helps you have confidence that you're worthy because i think part of you know is a low self-esteem and feeling that you're unworthy
0: uh oh yeah yeah it is it is very much so and um yeah, it's, it's a very special place, GA. Uh, there should be a, a lot more people going, I think, than now. No, I think it can only grow uh, in the future.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny these days, people tend to sort of self medicate with the internet. And I think a lot of people get a lot of help individually and think it's okay. But things like Gamblers Anonymous help people get to the root of the problem, which is the way they think. And that um, uh, that impacts their actions, yeah. So, yeah, you know, understanding, talking to other people about what you're doing, you realise you're not so different, you know. In fact, you're very similar to these other people, but you think you're really unique. That's right,
0: yeah. Yeah, we're all cut uh, uh, with the same brush, I, I guess. <laughs> That's right. And, and um, yeah, yeah, and... Uh, you know when you first go there's a lot of shame and it's embarrassing and uh but you know you, you, um you just tell them everything and um they tell you everything and and, and uh, they keep in touch they ring we've got everyone's phone number and uh, and um the RSO, which controls GA, um, they have a lot of social functions. Uh, um, there the, were the monthly meetings we have. Um, you know, we, we pass biscuits around and lollies and snakes. And <laughs> <laughs> we just have a, a great time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful.
1: Mm. So, So when you're gambling... We were talking before about when you win, it's your money, and when you lose, it's our money. So, <laughs> what what's that like for your family when you're spending their money, and when you're winning, it's your money? Is that a does that create a conflict?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And um, um, a good things come out of this actually, because in re- recovery. Uh, getting uh, so much help from my wife uh, you know if i um, get under her skin for whatever reason which you know every husband does i suppose and uh, she'll uh, just uh, casually say um gambling alcohol <laughs> you did all those and <laughs> and um and i don't get upset because she's reminded me but she just says it the once. And it's,
1: yeah, it's enough. And it's enough, yeah. and,
0: and that's great. It's not like saying forty times, you know. Can you go and mow the lawn? But uh, it has. A, it's very effective, and um, if she's listening, I, I welcome her to say it whenever she feels
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you on a straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, are you nervous about gambling again?
0: Uh, yeah. I am. I'm terrified. I am. And whereas I believe I've, the drinking so far in the past, I'm, I never liked the taste anyway. I believe, even though I don't go to AA anymore, that I've got that under control. Well, whether I'm cured or not, I don't know, but I can control at the moment easily. Uh, the gambling, it's still, the seed is still sitting there, waiting to grow, burst back into life. And yeah, I am—I'm oh, terrified. You know, I don't, I don't want to go back to it.
1: Yeah. So, how long is it since your last gamble? Did you say a year? and A, uh,
0: half. a year and um, oh, the meeting on Tuesday was 192 days. Yeah, about a year and a half.
1: Okay. So, what what sort of things? help you not to gamble well apart from your wife <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah um, it's amazing I, I, a mate of mine said to me people often look in the wrong places for happiness and uh, I've analysed that a lot s- since I've gone to GA and and I, I've put things in place, I take the dog for a walk up the oval off the lead and uh, We go right around the sports ovals and uh, that's that's total serenity. Uh, It's a simple thing, it doesn't cost money, you know, and and there's things uh, put in place. I go to the library, I practice the piano um, and uh, I like looking at uh, YouTube actually on the internet. I I like uh, looking at Nuns in monasteries and monks, and I just want to see what what drives them to live a life like that, uh, you know, and how do they think? uh, Just all sorts of things, and uh, and uh, happy, real happiness. Sometimes you don't realise where it really is, and uh, oh, and the gym. I didn't mention the gym to you. Um, I go to the gym every second day, and exercise and, uh, and, uh, ride the bike, uh, do the rowing machine, do weights. And, uh, I find that enormous help. It reduces the stress levels and, uh, and, uh, I think th- the only thing I got addicted there to, uh, was, um, spinning classes. I used to do two in a row and, uh, <laughs> The last time I went, I vomited all over the <laughs> s- spinning bike and uh, I've been embarrassed to go back ever since. So, uh, uh, But I think that's a good addiction, spinning, so uh, yeah. I'll try and go back to it.
1: Yeah, spin class. So what about the rest of your family? Do they encourage you? Do they give you po- positive encouragement to, to not gamble?
0: My son's a big help. He, he, when I see him, he, he comes along and he'll have a... Grin on his face, and uh, and uh, he's just given up smoking. He, he had a big big struggle. He doesn't gamble, and uh, he always says to me, um, "You behaving yourself, Dad."
1: Yeah, and that's a good
0: one. I yeah, I love it. And you know, he just says it the once, and uh, it works well. Uh, I, I love the way he says that
1: so if to people who are gambling now what's what's your message to them if they want to stop
0: well uh, i I can't imagine if you've got a gambling problem I just can't see where moderation works it certainly doesn't work for me and um you know if it's hurting you and uh, hurting your family um, you know uh, Try GA, and uh, uh, there's a notice we uh, it goes around. A laminated notice that says, uh, "If you don't like GA, uh, well, try it for ninety days, and if you don't like it, go back to your misery." And uh, <laughs> I, I think that sums it up. It's just try it the once, and you know you'll get encouragement, and then you'll analyze your life, think about it. And realise that the things you couldn't see. Um, and every night when I my head hits a pillow, I, I think of, uh, why couldn't I see that? You know, blind Freddy could see it, but,
1: but you know, you could, I couldn't yeah, see it. Yeah. It's, it's a paradox, isn't it? That Yeah. That you know, the person who yeah. has the problem is the least likely to know it. Yeah. That's the opposite of medical conditions. You know, when it's a mental sort of process it's very easy for yourself to f- to be fooled. But, you know, if you've broken your arm, you can't go, oh, it's okay.
0: <laughs> That's right. And um, have we got time for one more? Um, yeah, one more. Ex- yeah. Uh, <laughs> we went for a holiday up to Surface Paradise and, and I had visions of the beach, walking on the beach in the morning. That was my favourite thing. And... Uh, and we went up there. I went up with my wife, and uh, I dragged her to a uh, Pokies venue. And there was hardly anyone in there. And and I said, "What's wrong with these Queensland people? Don't they know how to have a good time?" And you know, they're out <laughs> listening to the waves roll in, and having coffee, sitting in the sun, enjoying life. And that's the way I was thinking, and I, I never went swimming in that holiday. I never walked on the beach, and that's the type of thinking that you know gambling can Got do you into a the person. problem.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny, isn't it? The just that view that you think about one thing but do another. Yeah. Just, just by nature, you know.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is insanity, you know, uh, I really think it is.
1: Okay. Uh, well, listen, we might <clears throat> pull up stumps there. Um, if you're interested in finding out more about Gambles Anonymous, then you can phone them on 03 96 96 6108 or you can go online at gaustralia.org.au. Um, Well, that's pretty much all we've got time for today, so I'd like to thank Graham for coming in today and sharing his Gambler's Anonymous recovery experience with us. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Bella. It's been a pleasure.
1: I hope you'll be able to join us again next week when we'll be talking about recovery from compulsive drinking and we'll be joined by Joe and Barbara from Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, Stay tuned now for Black Noise Radio, hosted by Kerry Lee and featuring black news and views, current affairs, music, sport, culture and the arts, all from an Aboriginal woman's perspective. Thanks for listening to Living Free Program today.